So welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. We have successfully conquered the Silmarillion. We have successfully conquered the Silmarillion, though. It was a trial, but we did it. We're in for a bit of a tone shift over the next couple months. As we jump into all things The Hobbit. I want to I wanna put in an honorable mention for someone saying Majestic Thorin. He's like a Maybelline or Garnier Fruchis ad. Well, that's in the movie. That's on the book. <laughs> so, join Caitlin and Rachel. Emmy. As we take you on this unexpected journey. There and back again. <laughs> I see what you all did there. That was very clever. <laughs> okay, so here we are for chapter five and six. Riddles in the dark and out of the frying pan. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. Yes. I wasn't sure if it included the into the fire bit, but I guess I just kept shortening it because of my own stupidness. Anyways... Let's move on and dive right into it, because I expect since we're doing the two long chapters, we're going to be a little long today. So, we haven't assigned anything. Who's doing what? I'll do the characters then for chapter five. Which is really easy, because there's only two characters in chapter five. Yay! It's Bilbo, our hobbit burglar, and Gollum, a new character. A slimy dude who lives in the dark, likes riddles, used to have a ring. He doesn't seem too important, really, in this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yeah, no no dwarves, no wizards. It's uh, very contained. Yes. So at the beginning of this chapter, if you'll remember, uh, Bilbo wakes up in the dark because he fell down a very, very deep crevasse. Um, he gets lost, and he finds a ring on the ground, which, as we said, is not super important for this chapter. And he meets a very strange, very slimy creature in the dark. They enter into a battle of riddles, and Bilbo discovers the ring is more than it seems. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Mystery. How will this whole ring thing play out? I have no idea. I'm sure it it'll be like fine. It seems like a very happy, useful piece of magical item. I just looked at my long summary for this, and it's like two paragraphs. Yep. <laughs> I did not notice that when I was writing it. I mean, the long summary for this is really that Bilbo crawls around in the darkness for a bit, finds a ring on the ground, puts it in his pocket. It is noted that this is a turning point for his career. Which is just a... <laughs> yeah. I put that in my favorite lines. Line. Like Bil Bilbo uh, did a good thing for his boss, and he's due for a promotion in a, yeah. a few months. So, um, presumably in the fantasy stock market with him and the dragon, right? Um, yep. So then he, he spends a good amount of time finding his pipe in the darkness and finding his tobacco, and he's all excited about that. But then he finds that he doesn't have any matches, and then thinks to himself, "I guess having all that smoke would be dumb when I'm trying to hide from goblins." <laughs> Fucking Bilbo. <laughs> and I also just loved that bit. I, I think I loved every bit of this chapter. It was really good. Mm -hmm. um, so while sitting there despairing of what to do next, he finds that his sword also glows. 
So it is also an elvish blade from Gondolin, and this means that goblins are nearby. But I think he said it was kind of a faint glow, so they're not too close. But he then yep. uses... Hmm? like vastly, vastly underutilized plot point, by the way. The, Just like holding out the sword, like, glow? No glow. All right, let's go that direction. Right? Like, I thought that was very yeah. useful. It is... Well, at this particular moment, they're in goblin cavern so really any way you go right but like it, it it's so often just depicted as being like an all or nothing thing like oh goblins right, yes are here. not a hot or cold thing but like oh it's yeah we're getting yeah. close to some goblins maybe we should turn a different direction I gotcha. but now that he has a bit of light from his sword bilbo decides to try walking forwards as staying still isn't really going to help him and he eventually splashes into some water that he hadn't really noticed was there before. Or he couldn't really see, I guess. And he couldn't tell how big it was or how deep it was. So he stayed there. And then a slimy cave creature came up behind him and started talking to him in a creepy manner. And this th this was Gollum. Surprise, surprise. And eventually it sort of comes out that Gollum could show him the way out. Or he could eat him. But he doesn't right now because he's not hungry. Because he just ate a goblin. So they then have a game of riddles. And whoever wins gets what they want. And Bilbo wants to be let out. And Gollum does eventually want to eat Bilbo. And they have their duel of the minds. Or what have you. And eventually stuck on thinking up another riddle. Bilbo says, what's in my pocket? And Gollum gets three guesses and does not guess the ring. Obviously, because he thought it was safe back in his hut. And then he gets upset at the idea of having to fulfill their promise and show Bilbo the way out. So he goes to get the ring. And then I think his plan was then to strangle Bilbo while he had the ring on. Or bash him. Something like that. Something that involves Bilbo getting yeah. eaten. And then, but then obviously he can't find the ring. So he freaks out. And in this time, Bilbo accidentally, accidentally, puts the ring on <laughs> and then finds that Gollum doesn't see him. And so he follows, So, or Gollum assumes that he's started on the way out. So Gollum heads towards the way out, so Bilbo follows him. And then in this time, Gollum comes to the conclusion that Bilbo must have the ring. Bilbo jumps over Gollum towards the exit, dodges around some or uh, goblins because he's figured out that he's invisible and squeezes his way out the gate and is free from the tunnels and Gollum and the goblins. Yay! Yay. We did it. And I mean, this is probably one of my favorite chapters in the book. Is it everybody's favorite chapter in the book? Possibly. I definitely find it the most interesting chapter yeah. of the book, but I can't remember if it's my favorite or not. Well, and a little bit like we talked about with the trolls, it's a very insular chapter. Yeah. None of the other characters, it's just this one confrontation. confrontation. This is true. In a great setting. Yeah. And who doesn't love chapters and books where you get to play along with the characters? Yeah, that's true, too. It's very, very iconic. Mm -hmm. Like, there's riddles in here that I'd heard before, but, like, they must have come from here, you know? Like, I'm, I don't know if these, if Tolkien wrote these riddles or if they existed beforehand. Mm -hmm. Or That's if he rewrote them. But there are definitely some in here that I've only heard of because they came from here. 
So, do you guys have a favorite riddle in the book? In the book, yes. Um, the one that this thing all things devours birds, beasts, trees, flowers, gnaws iron, bites steel, grinds hard stones to meal, slays kings, ruins town, and beats high mountain down. I also like that one. Yep. I mean, they all have great rhythm, but I don't know. That one's just very poetic. Yeah. I always thought that one was funny because that was one of the easiest ones for right? me to get. Me too. And then I remember Bilbo's feeling like, very victorious know. as a child. I feel like Bilbo was under more pressure than we were. It's fair. I love that the narrator mentioned that. He's like, Bilbo was struggling with this, but you sitting on, you know, on your sofa without <laughs> the threat of being eaten probably know what it is. I like... Some of them still don't even make any sense to me. Um, I can tell you my least favorite one. Yes. Is that um, sun on daisies one. Like the sun is easy, but the the daisy part like could be just about anything. No, I don't like the one. The one that I really frustrated me as a child is the 30 white horses on a red hill. First they champ, then they stamp, and then they stand still. Because the answer is teeth. And I don't have 30 teeth. So I didn't get it. <laughs> Neither does Gollum, and he got it. No. So, 30 teeth is a ridiculous number of teeth. It's still like, if somebody had asked me that, I would have been like, you may as well just eat me. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get that one. Oh, yeah, there are definitely some I wouldn't get, but... To be fair, most of these I would not have gotten. Yeah. I say the mountain, the wind, uh, and time, definitely. I really like the one, the dark one. I don't know. I would like to say definitely, but also mm -hmm. I cave very easily under pressure. Yeah. I just, I've always been better at the like more abstract ones than the convoluted ways of describing a basic thing, like yeah. an egg or a fish. Right. But if you're trying to get me to describe a, a concept or a mountain, I guess, but I find that a lot easier to think obtusely around it. Yeah, that's true. The ones where they are just describing physical things i'm just like even after i get the answer sometimes i'm like that doesn't make any sense you are incorrect yeah your riddle was wrong yeah i i struggle with that trying to find one for this week like this is just a dumb way of describing something <laughs> what are you doing what's wrong with you especially the egg one i'm sorry an egg is not a box <laughs> that one bothers me but i do find it amusing to have it in you know as they're going on a treasure quest yeah <laughs> and other than the riddles, my favorite lines in this chapter are basically anything said by Gollum, because I love the way he talks, <laughs> uh, especially near the end where he's like, curse the Baggins, it's gone. What has it got in its pockets is? Oh, we guess, we guess, my precious. He's found it, yes, he must have my birthday present. And it's impossible to read it without hearing Andy Serkis now. Mm -hmm. it's, it is. It's so good. I, I like I have no memory of how I pictured Gollum before Andy Circus because he just took it over. Yeah, but that said, when you go back and reread it, you're like, no, it it sounds like like it reads how yeah. he does it at the same time, perfectly. And the writing is such a good combination of like weird and kind of innocent, but creepy and off putting. Mm -hmm. Like he wants his birthday present back but he's going to find the nasty creature and squeeze it to get it. And I like the way he pluralizes everything. <laughs> Hobbitses and 
It's an interesting grammatical structure. Goblins that's for is. Sure. Goblins I got really stuck on the line, um, which is talking about Gollum. He paddled it with large feet dangling over the side, but never a ripple did he make. Like, I'm sitting there like, excuse me, that is impossible. Like, the physical displacement of water is not something you can contradict. I guess it meant, like, a sound ripple, not a physical ripple. I don't know. I read it to Mm. mean both. I read it to be like he is at one with this water and therefore can just move through it in perfect harmony. And I was like, no, sir. It may have also just been, like, hyperbole to describe how... I'm sure it was, yes. but I got stuck because I was like, this doesn't yeah. obey the of, laws of, of all physics. all things, Emmy, of all things <laughs> in this chapter. Listen, the, the ring stuff turns that him pulls invisible, you right out. but this paddling. Not a problem. <laughs> the ring is magic. This is physics. That's fair. That's fair. Having a riddle contest to... Uh, to Determine if you get um, eaten? Decide this. Sorry, that just reminded me of another favorite line. Um... And it was at the end when Gollum is going away to get the ring. Oh, here we go. Uh, Bilbo knew, of course, that the riddle game was sacred and of immense antiquity. And even wicked creatures were afraid to cheat when they played at it. Right? What is <laughs> no, that? I like that. That's good. I mean, I like that from a world building standpoint, but like, where is the story behind that? How did this achieve? So, like, and how did it not appear in the Silmarillion if it is this big a deal? Should have been so many more riddle I contests. I guess it should. There, I mean, right? Like, there has to have been at least one historically significant riddle contest that established the rules of the riddle game. We didn't game. come across any riddles in the Silmarillion, did we? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Yeah, that would have been a good good world building in there to put some, some riddle games. I mean, there may have been some. We just didn't see them. There was the epic rap battle. Which could have been kind of riddly. We don't know. I mean, but that was the epic rap <laughs> battle. Obviously. There's entirely different rules. I guess we should mention, because it kind of does become important, that Bilbo had a mention had a opportunity to kill Gollum, but decided not to because he was too miserable looking. <laughs> I did forget that that line was actually in here, so I, I take back a little bit of what I had about them putting so much meaning into that gaze and the they movie, still they whatever. did it way better in the book like, like he does just look at him and be like ah eh, no he's kind of pathetic and jump over him and go it's not like a whole big yeah. moral dilemma moment mm-hmm. where gandalf's voice comes behind him yeah i'm trying to find the actual line here it meant to kill him no not a fair fight he was invisible now Gollum had no sword Gollum had not actually threatened to kill him or tried to yet and he was miserable, alone, lost. A sudden understanding, a pity mixed with horror, welled up in Bilbo's heart. A glimpse of endless, unmarked days, without light, or hope of betterment, hard stone, cold fish, sneaking and whispering. All these thoughts passed in a flash of a second. He trembled, and then quite suddenly, in another flash, as if lifted by new strength and resolve, he leaped. That's a good bit. It does make me wonder, though, exactly what are the bits that were added after the initial publication of The Hobbit. I know that this chapter in particular got a lot because he made Gollum and the Ring more important, seeming. Right. And that's it. As I read it, I kept trying to guess, like, which ones Yeah, it'd be interesting to read the original version of this chapter, which I think we talked about last week, too. But... Mm Mm-hmm. 
if anyone has a secret in. I mean, I'm sure we can find it, just not legally. (laughs) So, I don't know. I I do not know how or even if a legal copy of it exists. But... Ah, someone did actually make a uh, page that does a compare and contrast oh, of this great. chapter. We can look at that later. I guess we should have looked at it before we recorded. Probably, but... It's too late for that now. <laughs> it's too late. We can never do it. Yeah. We've ruined everything. So, do we want to ask each other riddles now, or do we want to save them for the end? Let's do it now. There's a continuity to it. Okay. Mine is short and crappy. So I'm going to go first. All right. To keep this, you must first give it to me. Wait, one more time. Uh, To keep this, you must first give it to me. I have a guess. Do you have one, Emmy? Nope. I mean, I have a bad guess. Uh, Is it a secret? No. Oh. That would be a good one. I think keeping a secret... I mean, the opposite of keeping a secret is giving it to someone. Well, but you'd like be keeping my secret mm. for me. I don't know. It it had the similar structure that's to true. one that's like that's true. a triplicate of secret giving. Okay, let's see. To keep this, you must first give it to me. What was Emmy's guess? Oh, I didn't say it. I like immediately thought something like friendship or trust. And I was like, I don't. I was, I'm trying now to think of a tangible object. I will say you're more on the right path than Emmy, uh, than Rachel was. <laughs> oh, hey. Let me know when you want the answer. You must first give it to me. I'm telling you, I would, I would cave in a life or death riddle battle. Man, I'm really stuck. Yeah, okay. all right. Um, an oath, or your word. Uh. Oh! When I used it in D&D, I will say <laughs> everybody had walked by an oath carved on a wall, and to open a secret door, they had to give that oath. That's very clever. Got it. Next. Anyway, sorry, I got distracted also looking at, like, just about everything at the end of the chapter was expounded upon. Like the running away and the not killing a bit? Yeah, running away and everything. Bilbo basically just, like, slips away. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) Alright, who's going next? Um. I can go. I also have a bad one. Um, But I'm pretty sure Rachel will know the answer to this one. Only one color, but not one size. Stuck at the bottom, yet I easily fly. Doing no harm, feeling no pain. What am I? Yeah, here's exactly where I would have screwed up in the caves, is that I need them written down. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, I've already forgotten well, half of it. If I could see it. all I of have, the words, then we'd be I fine. I guess, but it doesn't work with the color bit. Hmm. Yeah, can you message it to us so we can stare at it? No, that's cheating. <laughs> fine. Doing no harm and feeling no pain. I know, I thought that bit was interesting too. Like, it's true, but that's not my first reaction. Everything that I can think of is more than one color. But fits everything else. (laughs) What is it? Like a flag, or a kite, or... 
Oh, that's a good idea. No, yeah. that's not it. Yeah. But that's better than the answer. Oh. Okay. <laughs> mm. All right, what is it? A shadow. Huh. Hmm. How does it easily Indeed. fly? I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be your shadow. I think even your shadow can be cast on things that aren't grounded. But yeah, it doesn't have to be your shadow. It's just shadow. Interesting. All right, Rachel. See if we can get All one right. of these. <laughs> we cannot. Turns out we're not good at riddles. <laughs> no, well, the problem is we all went out of our way to find riddles that would stump everybody else versus Tolkien's riddle game, which he played with himself so that he could win. <laughs> so. It was just hard. Like, I'm not good at writing them or anything. And so it's like even just finding one that was more than just really boring, dumb I, stuff. I should say, like, I didn't write mine. Somebody else did that. I... I yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I didn't okay. like mine either. I went through the internet and was like, what are some moderately medium level riddles? I like that, <laughs> I like that you weren't even looking for hard. You didn't think we would be that smart. No, and still of we course failed I was you. looking for hard. <laughs> we don't have a lot of practice, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, so I went for uh, who makes it has no need of it. Who buys it has no use for it. Who uses it can neither see nor feel it. I've heard this one before. Okay, one more time. Who makes it has no need of it. Who buys it has no use for it. Who uses it can neither see nor feel it. Yeah, I know the oh answer. So I will, I will stick with it. I thought you might have heard of it before, but I was having, I was having a, a struggle finding one that was decent where the hell did you find your riddles because all i found were really really dumb ones <laughs> mine i got from my last dnd adventure which i didn't write i just used somebody else's it's fair okay my first thoughts are all like super depressing yep yep <laughs> like a gravestone well no because then you, you you need it to mark where people are dead but you're basically there. Yeah, that's that's a really good guess. Who makes it has no need of it. Buys it. Oh, 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 a coffin. Yeah. Yep. Okay. There we go. We ended on a high note. Yes. Yes, we did. Congrats. Oh, uh, how have I never heard that one before? That's really good. That actually has the same vibe as one that would be in a Tolkien. Yep. I decided to go for the morbid. <laughs> I do think we got one submission on Twitter, which we did. which is like a whole 100% more than usual when I ask for people to send us in things. <laughs> hey, we got fan art. Don't <laughs> complain. We I'm just saying. So Fifth Age Podcast, which is another Tolkien podcast, sent us. This is another one that I've actually heard before. So good that I'm the one asking here. Uh, a boy and his father are involved in a traffic accident, and the father dies. The boy is rushed to the hospital, suffering from injuries. The head surgeon is called to operate, but on seeing the boy, immediately declares, I cannot operate. This boy is my son. How is this possible? It's his mom. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I feel like this one... Alternately, he has two dads. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this one worked better, like, 
15 years ago, the first time I heard it, when people yeah. weren't as, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yes. When everything was more heteronormative. No, I feel like maybe I've heard that one before, or it's just that almost everyone I know who has parents that are doctors, yeah. it's their mother that's the doctor. <laughs> I have heard that I feel one like maybe too. I first heard it when I was a kid, and it stumped me then, because it's, I guess, the mentioning of the father is supposed to kind of misdirect mm-hmm. you. Yeah into thinking about the dad and then that's all you can think about but we got one submission yay yay chapters yes thank thank you you. we appreciate that and i have no idea what their podcast is like but they interacted with with us so why not check them out um all right so let's move on to chapter six now yeah let so we're out of the frying pan into the fire emmy do you want to do characters Wait, we didn't talk about my other comment in the favorite lines thing. I don't remember which one. The one where Bilbo wore his sword inside his pants. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's our own. That's that's our real riddle for this. Elastor Moody would be ashamed of him. I do not understand what is happening here. I know. How large are his pants? How is that not super so, uncomfortable? How dull is the sword? <laughs> I presume the sword has a sheath. Was the sheath also in his pants? <laughs> yeah. And also it is... <gasps> is that a sword in your pants? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but it is possible that the movies have just made us think of Sting as being bigger than the books intended it to be. Because it's really only ever described as a dagger. They still call it a sword for him. Maybe. Like at that time. Where is that? Yeah, so it's like they call it... And slapping all his pockets and feeling all around himself for matches, his hand came on the hilt of his little sword. Like, what the hell? The little dagger that he got from the trolls, and that he had quite forgotten. Nor fortunately had the goblins noticed it as he wore it inside his breeches. (laughs) I guess, I mean, like, yeah, I don't... I'm, like, measuring my thigh now. Like, I guess I know, that could be, well, like, a short sword length, but... So, like, I had this problem in Harry Potter, too, where they were always, like, I put my wand in my pocket. I'm like, your wand is, like, ten inches long. How can you comfortably sit down with it in your pocket? And now I'm wondering how on earth he was moving and running from people and not stabbing himself falling down In the crevice. books, they're only ever talked about as wearing wizard robes, not pants. Well, when he's home at the Dursleys, he has it in the back okay, pocket that one's of his fair. jeans. I like to picture them being like actual kids and just wearing cargo pants. <laughs> I guess it was like the 90s for oh. most of those books. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, But yeah, I don't know why he's... It just seems like a bad plan, too. I mean, you're not supposed to stick a gun in your pants for... Yeah. The Hobbit, but with guns. <laughs> for the same type of reason that you should not stick a sword down your pants. <laughs> Anyway, it's chapter six. I don't think we're going to get to any sort of conclusion on why Bilbo put a sword down his pants. No. Because he's a man and very stupid. Well, I was going to say maybe he was feeling... And by man, obviously, I mean male. He's a hobbit. Okay, moving maybe on. He was... was I doing characters? You were I going to, but I was just going to say maybe he was feeling a little inadequate next to all these dwarves. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Ouch. Anyways, chapter six. 
out of the frying pan and into the fire. So we are back with our usual company um, in Chapter 6. We have Bilbo, who runs out of the caves. We get back to Gandalf and our favorite 13 dwarves. And we get our very first glimpse of the eagles in The Hobbit. We haven't seen them for a while. So that's really fun. They come and, you know, save the day, as they always do. It's their only purpose in this entire world. Yep. So the short summary is that Bilbo is reunited with the company, and then some orcs chase them into the trees, and then we have the return of the Eagle's Ex Machina. That's that's pretty much it. So now we're going to say that same stuff in slightly longer. It was a really long chapter, but But yeah, not much happened. Not actually that much happens. Um, so after escaping... Bilbo looks at the sun setting on the westerly side of the mountains, and he goes, yes, I made it to the other side. Um, But he doesn't know where the others go, and to his credit, he is working up the courage to go back in and try and get them when he hears voices and decides to sneak by Balin, who's on guard, and uh, shows up right in the middle of them after pulling off the ring and surprises them, and it's delightful. Um, so speaking of making a career move, um, Bilbo has now earned new respect from the company as a burglar, and he manages to keep the ring a secret by uh, just sort of telling half-truths about how he escaped. Um, Gandalf gives him a knowing look. <laughs> he also reveals, uh, Gandalf reveals, that he had um, chatted up with Elrond and... Um, I'm sorry, I was very confused with how you said this, but yeah, they like they knew where the goblins had been, and they decided to change where they were because everyone had figured out not to take the goblin path anymore, and so um, now they know where the goblins have moved to, cleverly discovering it, and they're gonna find a friendly giant to help block it up and save the day. Yay! Long story short, Gandalf um, had some ulterior motives there. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, Gandalf then hopefully suggests that they get out of there since the goblins will be coming after them once the sun goes down. Um, it's been a few days in the tunnels and no one's had any food. Bilbo's very, very hungry. I, just, I thought that was um, interesting because it didn't feel like, even with the amount of stuff that happened, it didn't feel like it was a few days. Yeah, it didn't. But to be fair, Bilbo was knocked out That's for a true. bunch of it. Sorry, carry on. Not to keep interrupting. Yeah. No, it does. I mean, it doesn't quite add up, but whatever. Um, so our group runs and runs and runs and eventually gets caught in a rock slide, which they're like, well, cool, at least no one can sneak up on us. And uh, then some wolves show up. Everybody's favorite. As they do. Yay. Um, so everyone um, climbs some trees. And Bilbo's <laughs> almost left behind again until Bilbo. Dory jumps down and uh, gives him a little hoist. I love how much he complains about it. Yep. Just complains so much about being the babysitter. It's always me who has to get the Hobbit. Yep. <laughs> think it would make the most sense for, you know, Gandalf to get the Hobbit because Gandalf's the tallest and Bilbo's the but smallest. He's an old man. But, you know, something like that. Um, so... It's super entertaining because it's like more and more wolves start showing up and it's like, oh, yeah, they just sort of happened into this area where the uh, wolves were having a meeting. Oh, yeah, the wolves are having a meeting about meeting up with the goblins. Yes. and Yeah, the wolves were going to meet up with the goblins because 
they like are both actually sort of clever and Mm -hmm. work with each other and they were gonna take out a settlement of some uh humans that are showing up uh in their area but now the wolves are like no the goblins they've (laughs) left us and yada yada stuff and things but yeah just happening into a, a wolf meeting as they do so anyway um gandalf starts throwing fiery pine cones onto the wolves um magic fiery pine cones because it like lights the wolves up um they are not super happy about this but do still keep guarding the trees uh and all of this noise ends up alerting the nearby lord of the eagles who flies over to go who's on my lawn <laughs> making that ruckus I guess he is pretty old the eagles yep can have that debate later is this the Lord of the Eagles or a different Lord of the Eagles? Yeah, I don't I don't know either because like what? How do how do titles happen in, in the Eagle world? How long did the Eagles live for? Later. Yep. Um <laughs> so um the Lord of the Eagles uh sees some goblins decide to run up finally. Um and uh I absolutely love this bit because the goblins come running up and they think that, you know, it's actually the battle with the humans that they were going to go raid. But they they found instead the dwarves, a wizard and a hobbit up trees. And it's, quote, some of them actually sat down and laughed. <laughs> I just love the image of all these guys <laughs> like panicking up in a tree and you've just got some goblins sitting down and having a cackle. Um they also then start singing some taunting songs at the company. It's super fun, I, entertaining. I really liked these songs. I thought they were pretty good. Uh, They're pretty good. Uh, totally different tone yep. than in the movie. Very much so. Very wildly different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also like Gandalf. Go away, little boys. Shouting. Yeah. Okay, Gandalf. Getting in on the spirit of... Um, Taunting, I suppose. Yep. Naughty little boys that play with fire get <laughs> <Yep>. punished. <laughs> um, anyway, the eagles are super helpful, and they decide to swoop in and grab the, the company before they get in actual trouble and get them out of it, because they were starting to actually shoo the fire at them. Once again, um, Bilbo is forgotten, and uh, he ends up just barely grabbing onto Dory's legs um, as the eagle picks him up or he would have gotten left behind again. Um, <laughs> he barely hangs on, which is more than I could say. I mean, maybe if I'm being carried, that would give me a little bit of strength trying not to die, but yikes. Um, anyway, they are all taken back to the eagle's um, eyrie. That's how you say it, right? I thought it was airy. Airy? Kind of Game of Thrones style. I avoid ever saying anything out loud. Yeah. Airy. All right. I don't trust Game of Thrones pronunciations for anything. I was going to say, isn't it an eerie in Game of Thrones? I thought it was like the air. Like, I'm kind of smooshing two sounds, but like the airy, I I can't do it. No. A bit of both. in In the TV show, anyway. I haven't listened to the audiobooks. Yeah. Anyway, it's an airy. Yeah. Just sounds wrong to me. There's a Y in there. Well, say airy then. <laughs> or mm. it's an air. It's an airy. It's a thing. Per ye googles, um, the company is taken back to the eagles' airy, and um, 
they confuse poor Bilbo by calling them prisoners and actually just meaning the prisoners who they rescued from the goblins. And so they get to spend a nice night with the eagles. Eagles fetch some food, meat stuffs that they can cook on a spit, and then um, they're going to get dropped off somewhat along their journey. But the eagles cannot be totally helpful because they don't want to come across any human settlements that'll shoot them. I'm not going to lie, during that whole last bit, I've just been saying airy and eerie over and over again in my head. They both sound wrong (laughs) and they both sound right. I think it's, yeah, language, man. Yeah. What are you going to do? Pretty pretty eerie how that works. Anyways, (laughs) they're with the (laughs) eagles now. And that brings us to the end of the first movie. Six chapters. Woo! Good times. I can't imagine somebody looking at these first six chapters and being like, yeah, I can make a three-hour movie out of that. God. God. Why? It really was. I mean, if you total up our episodes for this, I don't think they're that long. Yeah, they're much... Well, well no, they're three hours. Well, like Do we have three hours worth of episodes? Right? Yeah, we've done like four or five episodes. But one of them was really short. It was still like 40 minutes. But I mean, maybe if you cut out all of our weird banter... True, but that, that was my point. Like, even with coming up with random banter, we didn't have three hours of yeah. stuff. Or barely. Anyway. Favorite bits? I just so love Bilbo deciding, like, well, I have this ring now. Let me, like, the best thing I can possibly do is screw with everyone. Absolutely. That's it's what I would so do. so relatable. Yep. And I'm just, it's great. Like, yeah, you're a nice little gentleman hobbit, but you too like to. So it's so much funnier here. Uh, when he does it versus in the movies when he does it and it's like I'm going to listen to everything they say about me yes and have some emotional baggage about it which is like really sad yeah nobody likes you yeah yes let's have this heartfelt thing no no let me just fuck with you I think that's more (laughs) in style with Bilbo's character yep totally the fuck with you not the emotional baggage obviously yes I also um had a bit i do enjoy when who is it Balin? who'd he takes off his hood or whatever i'm like i get what he's going for but i'm also just like what now <laughs> and i take off my hood to you which he did Balin at your service I'm like okay that's nice and old timey thanks for the hood i don't think he gave <laughs> him his hood he just took it off as a show of respect but I, that I, that aware. raises the question, was he did he have his hood up? And why? It's the middle of the day. It's not raining. <laughs> Anyways. And I do love the continuing Nori forgetting of Bilbo. Dory. Dory, whatever. <laughs> They're all the same. Dory forgetting of Bilbo. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the ongoing thing in this chapter, because there wasn't a single instance of um Bilbo's uh, thinking of home being followed up by, not for the last time. He did think of home for a bit there, though, at the end. (laughs) Yeah, and he did at the end, and then um, in the dark, he also thought of, like, cooking up a nice breakfast or something. But presumably, neither of these are for the last time, since it wasn't called out. And we still have more than half the book to go. I mean, did you have any favorite bits? Not in this chapter, no. I really liked how different it was tonally from what happens in the movie because I don't know this is just so much more Mm -hmm. fun 
than the angst they inflicted on us for 20 minutes. But um, we already talked about that. Yes, agreed. But back to the eagles. What the hell? Is this the same Lord of the Eagles? I don't know. Why here? Was that his name? Did I just make that up? What? Thorondor? <laughs> Who's Gwai here? Isn't that somebody too? That's an eagle, isn't it? Maybe that's from Lord of the Rings, though. Um, oh, here helped rescue Baron oh, okay. and Luthien. I'm on the wiki page for Thorondor now. <laughs> you didn't just pull that out? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So here was descended from Thorondor, the greatest eagle who ever lived. So it's not Thorondor. It's his descendant. But apparently this is Gwaihir. Mm-hmm. But this one there was still yeah. alive it's... if he helped rescue Baron and Luthien. <sighs> I mean, they are eagles of Manway, like... I guess it's just confusing. Because, I mean, the dwarves were made by Aule, and they have a normal sort of lifespan. You know, I think it's a bit longer than humans, but it's not thousands and thousands of years. Well, and that's when we get back to the whole debate over where do we end up with, like, w- what's the sentience? Yeah. Because, you know, like, Yavanna was going out cultivating life everywhere and stuff. But she made but trees. That was But she fine. also made ants. But they're not the same. But some of her trees do move. But not all of them. And, and the ants call them friends. But they're they're definitely different than... This hasn't happened yet. We don't know this. Yeah, we don't. But anyway, the point being, the eagles are just sort of weird and different. But Thorondor did, like, presumably leave and just go back to Valinor. So I guess they're, like, holier beings. Holy great eagles. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's normal eagles? Maybe, but they're not written with a capital E. No, I would guess not. They would probably be called something like dwarf eagles. <laughs> I'm intrigued to learn more about these eagles. I don't think we do, though, other than they show up and save people. I like that they've kept their M.O. from the Silmarillion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they haven't changed at all. They still don't get yeah. involved, and they still just show up and save people when they need saving. I'm like, well, at least it fits your track record. Yep. <laughs> and I guess if they are messengers or what have you of Manway, I can see where maybe he was all, don't get involved, but, you know, help when you can, because we're not supposed to get involved. But I think that's it for this chapter. Yep. Yeah, kind of a... Eagles, man. I mean, it was a fun bit with the goblins singing at them, but not much happened in this chapter. So yeah. next week, we are watching the second Hobbit movie. Arguably the worst. Yes. Of yeah. movies. Yeah. So that'll yeah. be fun. So Fun looking for forward to us. it. I might, I've never actually watched it, even though I own it, so I might sit through the extended edition. <laughs> okay, I, for a second I thought you said, like, we're just going to end it at that. Like, even though I've owned it, I've never watched it. And I was about to be like, wait, <laughs> what? How did you skip but how that you movie? Like, no, I saw how did you not burn with the rest I of us? in theaters, but don't no, worry. the extended editions, that makes more sense. I paid lots of money to see this in a theater, probably 3D, because was there any other option? Whatever. It's fine. I will say this one does have my favorite credit song, even though I generally hate What's-His-Face. What is the credit song? I don't even know. I See Fire. Is that the, like, didn't, like, Ed Sheeran or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. But it doesn't sound like Ed Sheeran when he does this one. Like, he normally sounds whiny and awful. In this one, he just sounds like, hey, I'm singing a song. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's cool because it's the most, like, original one. Because, right, the first movie has the, like, folk version of... Of the mountains. The Missy Mountain song. And then, like, the the last one is just, like, the trying to make you sob song. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go listen to that now. So the sob one or the Ed Sheeran one? I see. Yeah, it's one. Of course, then we're just gonna end with um, Annie Lennox because. But that's that's like six movies from now. You end. I know. I'm gonna (laughs) listen to it anyway. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're jumping way ahead. It's five movies from now. I am aware, but anyways. All right. So that's everybody's homework. The second Hobbit movie. I don't remember what it's called. The Desolation of Smaug. There we go. And um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at ChewyTolkien at gmail.com or tweet us at You can still give us uh, riddles. We'll just have to take guesses on Twitter and not yeah. live for you or pseudo live. I think we proved today that we are experts terrible. at riddles. Oh. So. <laughs> I thought that was going to go a different way. If you want to try to stump us, we are the unstumpable, obviously. It's not very hard. Um, so please do. And we'll see you all next week. I've been Rachel. I've been Caitlin. I've been Emmy. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Kaylin, you're going to have to cut out all of my pondering time.